The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call and text at 402-464-5685. Again, the show is sponsored by Gain of Trucking. We do appreciate Derek Bombeck for coming in last segment as well. Yeah, the, the comments about my face are a little off-putting. But What did he say about your face? Did I have a face for radio? Well, I... He did say that. It's fine, Derek. He's driving yeah, right now. Yeah, he's fine. He's going taking the kids to school. We love Derek. Yeah, we do. And we also love our next guest. We haven't talked to you, I believe, since my My text says it's been since May that we've talked with this guy, God. I believe. God. We are joined now on the phones by Bill Bender of the Sporting News. Bill, good morning. A lot of things have changed since we saw you end of July in Indianapolis, at Nebraska specifically. How are you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, you're. It's our pleasure. Quick, quick personal question: Are you coaching a seventh grade team out there in Ohio? That was one I checked out. They got some talent that uh, is coming to a Big Ten field near near you pretty soon. But my son's team, I'm not coaching this fall. They uh, they have one more game next week. He's playing quarterback, so maybe if the Huskers need one here in about seven years. Um, He's not very fast, though, but he can throw a little bit. Can he, can he handle the scrutiny? <laughs> well, well, he can handle it in our house. So, uh, you know, I'm always picking on him a little bit. But he's done a great job. We're very proud of him. All right, good. Thank so you, my Bill. Bill Bender, the sporting news. Bill, we, we'll, take a lot of, we'll talk a lot about college football here. But Sip, Sip cannot stop talking about a game that is over a month away from right now, which is Ohio State and Michigan in the game at the end of November because those teams – are very, very good. If I had to ask you right now, Bill, who is the better team right now in the Big Ten Conference, Ohio State or Michigan? Is it obvious or not? I mean, Ohio State probably, but Michigan gave them something to think about last week, the way that they 
ran over Penn State, mm-hmm. 418 yards. I think that dominant offensive line, that dominant running game, it, that's the way Jim Harbaugh likes to do it. That's the best way to offset Ohio State's collection of first-round talent on the offensive side. So, I mean, Steve's right. If Michigan gets by Michigan State, um, hard, not, hard not to see both teams being 11-0 and when they play in November, and that hasn't happened since 2006. Oh. The build-up to that game was off the charts. I remember that one. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I have the chills thinking about those teams being undefeated. The question I would have for you is, Michigan's very balanced. Does Ohio, how's Ohio State's special teams and how's the defense playing? What's better with Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator? They haven't, I mean, they haven't, they've answered every test. I went to the Wisconsin game. I was struck with how much more physical they were with Wisconsin than Wisconsin up front on the offensive line, too. But the defense, with the exception of one run by Braylon Allen, pretty much dominated. I mean, that that's going to be the big question if Michigan wants to win this game. The way they're going to do it is like last year. They just ran and Ohio State couldn't stop it. Is that going to be the case again this year? That's that's going to be the that's the biggest question I have. Okay, Bill Bender joins us. He is the national writer, a national writer for the Sporting News, an esteemed publication. I've been I've read since I was literally seven years old. Now, Bill, my question is, how much is the Nebraska opening? the head coach opening on your mind, and do you have any thoughts about it? I mean, I, I'm curious about it. Uh, who, who's going, who are they going to go after? I know you guys have probably had a list that you've talked about, and I'm sure mm-hmm. now that we're a month in, they've probably back-channeled everything. I think everybody from Lance Leopold to Matt Campbell to even Matt Rule is interesting. I mean, Matt Rule is a very interesting candidate if he decides to get back in the college game. Um I've thought Leopold is the most interesting because if he could do what he did at Kansas this season, and their season's going to change because their quarterback's out, um, and he could do that at Nebraska. Yeah, uh, so go go to Matt Rule then. That's the name again. They just fired by the Panthers, a guy that is getting $40 million in buyout money to not be the head coach anymore. Uh, my question would be, how soon does he even want to get back into the game? With all that money he's getting, is that somebody you can even trust to take over your program with all the money he's getting to not coach right now? Right. A lot of those guys take a year off. I mean, if you gave me $40 million, I don't know that I'd get off the couch. I'd just find things to watch on Netflix and Prime all day, I'm pretty sure, yeah. um, for, for about a year, and then I'd get bored, and then I'd want to get back on it. Yeah. Um, definitely is an interesting candidate from the standpoint at Temple. Like, that's the one I always point to. Temple was just awful. And look what he did at Baylor and kind of set them up for what Dave Aranda is doing now. I don't think that Nebraska requires, you know, one of those extreme makeovers, but he's that kind of coach that can can do that and uh, clearly knows what he's doing. I, I still think he's more of a fit for a Colorado or an Arizona State than a Nebraska, but then they'll definitely take a look at him. Let's stay in our neck of the woods here, Bill Bender of the Sporting News. Who do you got? Who 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 are you picking to win the Big Ten West? Um, Illinois right now, uh, or the let me be more specific: the Illinois Purdue winner will probably win the Big Ten West, which is something that when I saw you guys at Big Ten Media Day, nobody was no crowding the Purdue tables or the Illinois tables and asking them about that matchup. Nope. Uh, 
what Brett Bielema has been able to do the last three weeks, beating Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota in succession, that's impressive because they're doing it with a strong running game and strong defense. And um, Purdue does it a little bit differently, obviously, tossing it around the yard. Played a high-scoring game with Nebraska last week. Um, win this week. They, they haven't beat Wisconsin since 2003. So it's a huge game for the Boilermakers this weekend. Bill, I, I'm just we're, we're shocked at how quickly things have come to fruition for Illinois because you know they were they've been bad forever. They were okay at, at, for a time with Lovey Smith, but he got fired, and now they're a ranked football team, six and one in the second year of Brett Bielema. How did it happen so fast for them? Well, that's a good question. I think some of it is he knows how to coach in the Big Ten West. He did it at, at Wisconsin. He they have a hot new defensive coordinator. That, that's helped that their scheme is, is given teams trouble. I think Chase Brown's been a huge difference maker, being able to run the ball like that consistently. And then in this day and age, obviously, you get a transfer portal quarterback, and that you're playing roulette with that sometimes, but they, they hit. I mean, because DeVito's making good decisions with the football, has a high passer rating, doesn't make a lot of turnovers, and Brett Bielema can win eight, nine games with that formula, and, and that's what he's going to end up doing. So – in your chair in Ohio, what would your level of surprise be if Nebraska targeted Brett Bielema and landed him for for its head coaching job? It would be interesting just because they did it within the division, right. and that always raises you know your attention. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me if they tried because, again, this guy played at Iowa, knew how to win there. Played, played at Wisconsin, or coached at Wisconsin, won there. Is winning at Iowa. I remember writing last year, and I said you guys a link or something, that remember when Illinois beat Nebraska in the opener? Yeah. That's the kind of coach that Nebraska needs. Maybe Ooh. not Brett Bielema, but somebody like Brett Bielema that understands that this is how you win in this division. And then the next step for Brett Bielema, if he stays at Illinois, is do you have a team – can you recruit at a level where you're going to challenge the big two? Um, the other thing from last weekend, it was striking to me how much better Michigan really was than Penn State. Yeah. That surprised me. Whoa, that is surprising. Now, stay. I want. I want to. I want to clarify something here, Bill Bender. So you wrote at the beginning of last season that that Bielema would work at a place like Nebraska because of the way Illinois plays. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I mean, just wow. somebody that understands the Big Ten West style. And, and if you're not, okay, so if you're not Minnesota or Illinois or Iowa or Wisconsin, then you got to do what Purdue does. And Purdue has a system with a great play caller that they throw around. But, I mean, that's, it's still Big Ten football. And, and Michigan proved this last week, that you can still win in the Big Ten if you run the ball, you stop the run, you have a good decision-maker at quarterback. Illinois is doing the same thing as Michigan. They're just doing it with less talent. So, I mean, 
Michigan's defense obviously has more guys. They, they have a Blake Corum on offense. They have a five-star quarterback. So, and to me, looking at those two teams, Nebraska, I'm trying to be like that. Okay. I'm not trying to run. I'm not trying to do what Ohio State does because you're not going to get NFL receivers mm-hmm. like they have. Okay, so the formula. Okay, I want to. I, I just want to drill down on this a little bit, Bill. So you, when you say the kind of football it takes to win in the Big Ten West, what exactly is that in your mind? Well, I mean, pretty much what Wisconsin has done, with the exception of the last two years, a big and physical offensive line, okay. a downhill running game. Okay, I think Wisconsin's downfall position though they when they had go back and look at their team with russell wilson that would be to me the max value big 10 team you have a playmaker quarterback a downhill running team a big and physical offensive line a defense that creates turnovers um i mean that wisconsin team lost on two hail marys they lost to michigan state and ohio state on hail marys best wisconsin team i've ever seen their backfield was i think it was monty ball james white um melvin gordon yeah, and those are all NFL running backs. Yeah. That's and that's kind of what Michigan's doing. Um, you look at Michigan's weakness; it's probably receiver. Um, but they're still going to win eleven games with that, and, and I think that's very interesting to me. That's what I would follow. I, I think Nebraska could get back to their identity, maybe not as a triple option offense, but as a big and physical running team with a strong defense. That is doable in the Big Ten in 2022. Thank you. So by Bill Bender, the sport news. Uh, Bill, stick with Wisconsin. I mean, I, this year has been pretty shocking to a lot of people. They're one and three in conference play. They're three and four overall. They fired Paul Chris only a few games of the season. Jim Leonard, the interim coach. Did you see this fall happening from Wisconsin? And and is it temporary, or do you, or do you believe this could be, you know, something that that is uh, that lasts a while for the Badgers? Well, the other part of it that I didn't answer with Steve is their recruiting is lagged. Wisconsin, they're they're not even. You've got you've got to be able to recruit top thirty at least. Yeah. Um, the, the it was stunning to me. Like I said, when I was at that Ohio State game, it was just fifteen years or so. You're used to Wisconsin Ohio State games kind of being fist fights. Wisconsin could push them around a little bit on the offense, and there was none of that. Like. I, I texted my editor 10 plays in, and I said, well, this game's over. And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, Ohio State's bigger, faster, stronger at every position. So, And then it got ugly from there. And I think you'll see that with Iowa this weekend. Even though Iowa's got a pretty good defense, I think Ohio State's offense is going to stress them in the same way. So we'll see if Jim Leonard holds on to that. It'll be interesting to me if – the guy, will they go take a, a look at Lance Leopold, who obviously was at Wisconsin Whitewater, and that could be uh, that would be a call I would make. Okay, I want to get I, I, this isn't so much a question as an observation. I'd like you to react to. Look at your look at the Buckeyes right in your state. Ohio State loses two loses two first round receivers, Jake, two first yeah. round receivers, and Jackson Smith and Jigba has a hamstring injury that's kept him out for most of the year, okay? A few a few games he's played. And they're still the best offense in the country. How does this happen? How does this happen, Bill? Well, I mean, they've just recruited so much four- and five-star skill position talent at that position. Brian Hartline is one of the best recruiters in the country. I mean, 
when I watch him, it's the same thing. I mean, Harrison Jr. midseason All American team. Emeka Ibuka is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Smith and Jigba has been out. Mm-hmm. They've added a tight end to the mix with Cage Stover making big plays, and they have two running backs. Like their their breakout offensive players have been Emeka Ibuka, Marvin Harrison, and Mayan Williams. Mayan Williams, right? And those back. guys, yeah, those aren't the guys we were talking about in the preseason. So. I think it's just an impressive collection of talent. They're going to be very hard to stop. And CJ, on top of it, C.J. Stroud's playing at a ridiculous level. So um, they could still get beat. I think Michigan could still beat them. But if they were playing tomorrow, I'd pick the Buckeyes. Bill, you, you posted a, uh, a cute quarterback ranking that is controversial on this show because I agree with you and SIP doesn't. But let's go back to last <laughs> Saturday when Tennessee has the awesome win against Alabama, 52-49. Uh, Hendon Hooker had five touchdown passes, and five of those they all went to the same receiver. Um, and you know he has five touchdowns. Bryce Young has two. So you take Sip, one game. You're taking Sip, one game. Sip, Sip still believes that Bryce Young is the better quarterback than Hendon Hooker. You you have Hooker at second behind C.J. Stroud and ahead of Bryce Young. How 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 deep is the gap? There? How wide is the gap there? And are you are you confident that Young is not as good as Hooker, Bill? What? Well, I got the top top three is is separated from everybody else I, I Bryce Young's unbelievable he's a cheat code or whatever the kids say these days I mean yep. he's unbelievable but I mean I gave the edge to Hooker and Stroud Hooker won the game and gets you know you get the credit for doing that and, and he played awesome I do think CJ Stroud is the best of the three right now even though I mean like Notre Dame was a top five team at the time. Wisconsin was ranked at the time. When he shreds Iowa's like top five defense this weekend, people were going to see that and say, "Oh yeah, how's this guy going to lose?" But I mean, Bryce Young's playmaking abilities off the charts. But I'll, I'll give you a somewhat controversial hot take from me. And as you guys know, I'm a Green Bay fan, so I said, "Okay, if I was getting Rodgers' replacement, and if it's not Jordan Love." The two quarterbacks I would want in college that are playing right now are Caleb Williams and Ewers. Those are the two I would want for the NFL. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not Stroud? Well, I like Stroud, but I was like, I like Caleb Williams more. I I think Caleb Williams looks like Patrick Mahomes. Um, And I think Quinn Ewers, like watching him for like two games, I mean, not for college, but for NFL. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the guy I want. Interesting. He's got a huge arm, and despite the hair, you listen to Quinn Ewers in these press conferences, he's unbelievable. But if they got a Stroud or a Bryce Young or you know uh, him and Hooker, I wouldn't be mad. I just the two I like the most are Caleb and uh, Quinn Ewers. That's really interesting. Also interesting on your Bill Bender's ranking of quarterbacks, college quarterbacks. Number twenty-three, Adrian Martinez cracks the top twenty-five. Well, he hasn't thrown a pick. He, I, we had talked in the offseason. I thought Colin Klein would be good for him. Colin Klein was just knew what he was skill set in, mm-hmm. in college. Didn't mm-hmm. turn the ball over a lot. Ran for a bunch of touchdowns. And that's exactly what Adrian Martinez is doing. Hasn't thrown a pick. Um, running for a bunch of touchdowns. And has a good spotlight game this weekend against TCU and Max Duggan, who's basically doing the same thing. Number six um, on your list, Duggan. Yeah, th- those guys – fun game this weekend between the Horned Frogs and the Wildcats because, you know, that Big 12 might not produce a playoff team, 
what to me sometimes when you have a conference that has five or six teams that can win it it's almost more fun in some ways because i am curious to see who's going to win the big 12 i still think it could be texas Mm, interesting could tennessee win the sec bill yeah but i think georgia watch that film and they're not going to sit back and give them all day they're going to come i mean Alabama had one sack and no quarterback hurries. There is no way Georgia's going to do that. So uh, th- if they beat Georgia, it's I think they're in because they could get a rematch with Alabama if they go 12-0, and but not looking too far ahead because they'll get tested next week by Kentucky too. Bill, always great stuff. Thank you for the time. We will chat with you again down the road. Hey, and don't forget, at Ohio University this weekend, oh, it yes. is Frank Solich bobblehead day. Oh, so yes. make sure you like, go order one of those. Are so, you going to uh, get one yourself, Bill? Thanks for having Bill? me on, guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bill. All Bill right. Bender, the Sporting News. Ooh, a lot to cover there. I, I didn't get a chance to ask him about the Tide struggles. Um, That's just too bad. Yeah, and you're, I would say you're being incredibly myopic in this Hendon Hooker-Bryce Young discussion. You're, so you're just taking one game and saying, okay, they in the head all season. He's been great all season. Okay. Alabama's been at the top for years. Tennessee has now been at the top. He's putting them over the top. That guy is. Body Heibel. of work. Body of work. So who's better? Who's, who has a better body of work? Well, this season, Hendon Hooker does. And we're talking about this season. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, is next on Early Break in the Ticket. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co. 